0: Welcome to the 14th Annual Investor Summit at Sea, I'm Robert Helms The live studio audience. We've had an amazing week We're in the middle of the ocean having so much fun and frivolity, you're going to meet a lot of the faculty members when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Memphis is famous for being the home of the king of rock and roll, but it's also the king of cash flow. If you're looking for affordable cash flow properties, it's hard to beat Memphis. Get your portfolio rocking and more cash flow in your way by calling Terry Kerr at Mid South Home Buyers. Terry's the king of turnkey properties. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing report. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys. Radio program this week with a live studio audience. It is the 2016 Investor Summit at Sea. We've been on a cruise ship for most of the week, a couple of days at the hotel. Absolutely extraordinary group of folks here. And uh, we're going to have a chance now to meet many of the faculty members that have come and shared ideas. And let's start returning for his third Investor Summit, sales legend and all around amazing guy, Mr. Tom Hopkins. Tommy
1: welcome back well thank you I'm so thrilled to be here Robert and what a time we're having Yes. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable, right? So so let's talk about uh, we had you do a, a few things this week, not only mixing and mingling with the folks, but both uh, the kind of the, the sales side and influence and all that. Tell us what you taught.
1: Well I have had such fun. First of all, I it first time I think ever I had an entire session on humor and laughter because I think it's so important that that's in our lives. And then of course I did a goal setting session and talked about some of the things I've learned about achieving short-term and long-term goals. And then the main thing I think I covered in my major presentation was the art of listening after you're asked the right questions. And so that would be the summarization of what I I pretty much hammered on during the time I uh, was teaching.
0: Now, Tom, you've been teaching and sharing your thoughts and ideas for years. A lot of students over the years have shown up at this, and you've met folks that have been influenced by your words, like myself, years and years before. What's that like?
1: Well, I think it's a highlight. People have said to me that are personal friends and know our financial and everything situation, they say, why do you still, almost every week, get on a plane, fly, stay in a hotel, and get up and speak all day why do you still do it when you don't really need to and and the truth is that when you really i think have been fortunate and i like that word fortunate to be given an ability to transmit other ideas to other people on growth success happiness achievement then i feel you have an obligation to continue to do that And so that's one reason why, you know, retirement to me is a fancy name for an early death. So I have no intentions of retiring as long as, of course, I am able to get up and do my job as far as teaching. But I think it's a highlight. Almost every city I go, I have people come up and, you know, there can be a woman who says, hey, 35 years ago, I came to your two-day seminar. I came back left my job, went into sales because of what you taught, and now I'm making twice what I did and enjoying my life like never before. Well, see, that's the payment to a teacher. It really is when you affect people's lives and some of the folks that have been so gracious to give me the the compliments of what's happened. I really feel that's what keeps you going, and hopefully I have many, many more years and many more and more summits.
0: All right, there you go. So now, how many of you folks, that that by show of applause, uh, were introduced to Tom Hopkins for the first time on this trip? So that's the thing, people still getting exposed. We did a panel on generational wealth and we learned that several times people get exposed to an idea and a new idea is what you've been sharing for all these years. They take it out and they teach somebody else and so your words continue to affect people that you don't even directly affect. How is it that today the world has changed but sales is still so critical, Tom?
1: The world of technical advancement has really made selling a little different, but it's also become a challenge because many people would like to hide behind technology rather than do the one-on-one going out either via the telephone to create visits or by going into an area, having a territory and actually meeting people. So with technology being great, you can't hide behind that. And I also feel that the, the consumer today is so much more educated than they were because of the internet, because of having access. They can walk into an insurance office, a real estate office, an automobile dealership, and if they do their job, they can be almost better prepared than the person that's trying to make the sale. So you have to be sharper today And and, and young people, when I I have a 22 or 23-year-old person like Sean, for example, that listens and uses our, our training, I tell them, say, you can be young and be very successful, but if you are a young, young person, you really have to almost have more knowledge because people love to do business with young people that are very skilled and knowledgeable, but on the other hand, If you don't have that high knowledge level as a 22 or three year old, they will probably look for another person that they relate to because of maturity and age.
0: All right, good stuff. How about a hand for Tommy Hopkins. Well, for seven years in a row, we've had the pleasure of having a rich dad advisor to uh, real estate for uh, Robert Kiyosaki uh, with us, Mr. Ken McElroy. This year, Ken came and joined us on land and then handed the baton to his partner of almost 15 years. Let's welcome, for the first time on Investor Summit, Mr. Ross McAllister. Yeah. So, welcome Ross. Thanks for being here. Tell us about your week. Thanks,
2: Robert. It's been a spectacular week. I have been overwhelmed by the people I've met, the information that I've gotten, particularly from Robert Kiyosaki, Ed Griffin, Tom, and and just everybody else who's been a presenter. But most of all, I have really enjoyed meeting all the other people who are in attendance and hearing what they do because for me, that's just as inspiring as as the story of the faculty.
0: How many of you got to uh, have a, a dinner uh-huh. or a lunch with uh, Ross and learn something by show of applause? <laughs> you know, Ross, you're not really on the speaking circuit. You don't go out and give talks and that kind of stuff. But what was great having you here is you're a real world guy. I mean, you're out there doing the thing, you know, all the time. Talk about kind of the things we talked about during your session.
2: Well, we had a really nice conversation about just our history and where we came from. Patty and I have been started our company over 30 years ago. And it was really great for me to be able to relate that story and talk about not only the successes, but some of the trials and failures and tribulations that we've had over the years. And be able to impart some of the knowledge that we've accumulated during that period of time, particularly as how we relate to our investors and how we relate to our customers.
0: You made some really good points, and one of which is as the market changes, you have to change what you do. You guys have been successful in a couple of different niches, but now that the market has given us new information, you've learned to shift that and change that as a company.
2: That's right. As Tom pointed out in his talk a few minutes ago, people have way more knowledge now and they're way more informed than when we first got in the business. And you have to be much sharper and much more ready to take that on. And I think it's really important, too, that you need to be way more honest now than you've ever been before. Because you're gonna get caught. It's not gonna be, they're gonna catch you with if you don't tell the truth.
0: Well, it's such a transparent world, back to the point of there's tools available today, right? People are gonna figure out your past, your history, the things you've been involved with. And uh, in your case, people are looking at you guys saying, hey, I, I want you to manage some of my wealth. I, I, I don't want to be the developer. I don't want to be the person that does the work. I say, if I if I can put my money in the hands of Ross and Kenny, you'll do great things with it. That's that's a lot of responsibility.
2: That's a big obligation. Somebody said earlier this week that if you don't do a good job, you hurt, them, you hurt
0: them way more than they hurt you. Amazing words there. Absolutely. All right, so first time Summit. If you guys have not been, you've been looking at it from afar. I'm sure Ken's been telling you It's been great, but uh, what were your epiphanies, just in terms of the interaction you've had and kind of your week getting around all these folks?
2: Well, first of all, you worked me really hard. Yes, yes, we did. (laughs) The biggest takeaway that that I have from this is, this is about not only intelligence and not only education, but just really hard work. And when I talk to the people that have been fortunate, that I've been fortunate enough to meet, that have shared their stories with us, the thing that runs through the theme that runs through with everybody is, is it's real, the people who are successful work really hard from doing their own drywall to being able to go to foreclosures and walk units and do all the stuff that is not glamorous but really is what makes the person successful. And that entrepreneurial spirit and that ability to take that and enjoy it and rel- revel in it and be successful has really been inspiring to me and I thank all of you for that very much.
0: Awesome to hang out with you and Patty. How about a hand for Ross McAllister? You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More great faculty members from the Investor Summit at Sea when we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
3: Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com.
4: Stop for a moment. Why are you listening to this show? Are you dreaming of a bigger, brighter financial future? More personal freedom to live life on your own terms? What if there was just one skill that could make it happen? There is. Sales. Robert Kiyosaki says every entrepreneur must be good at sales. It's true for investors too. Sales is how you attract money, people, and opportunities. Sales is the skill used to negotiate deals and lead your team sales skills are essential to success. The good news is it's a learnable skill. The great news is we've created a two-day interactive workshop to teach those skills to you. Make plans today to attend How to Win Funds and Influence People, Mastering the Art of Financial Selling. For dates and details, send an email to sales at realestateguysradio.com or visit realestateguysradio.com and look under events. Gain the skills you need to succeed email sales at realestateguysradio.com or look under the events tab at realestateguysradio.com.
5: Hi, this is Patrick from Paradigm Life. I've recently written an ebook called The Perpetual Wealth Strategy. The ebook discusses one of the best investments, real estate, combined with a financial vehicle used by the wealthy, many US presidents, famous actors, athletes, and even Houdini himself. You can download the ebook for free in the resources section on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait, go download it now. Hi, this is Steve Forbes. You're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Have fun. You'll learn something.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys Radio program. It's the 14th annual Investors Summit and See with a live studio audience. Oh my goodness, we've had such a great time this week, and I can barely even speak, but that's par for the course. Let's meet a couple of great guys who have both been with us before. First of all, returning for his second year, attorney Jeff Redon. Welcome back.
6: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: So, Jeff, the first year, you know, what, what you have uh, that I think is different than any of faculty members, you've actually done a lot more educational cruises even we have tell us about your history in speaking on cruise ships well
6: I have I got a call in 1990 from an attorney who got laryngitis a few days before he was supposed to fly down to Orlando to board a cruise ship to speak at an investment conference and the guy probably called 15 people couldn't make it I had nothing going on at the time and I I got my wife and we jumped on a plane and flew down there and discovered this you know wonderful community of people who come on cruises to learn about various subjects and I did the presentation, they liked what I had to say and I got invited back again and again and it's just been a wonderful 26 year run of coming on on cruises but I must say of all the cruises, cruise ships I've been on in the last 10 years mostly on Crystal which is a beautiful cruise line, the folks that put the cruise program together, you guys by far and away are so much better at what you do and you make the, the, the guests and the speakers you know, feel so welcome. There's so many activities. It's just uh, a wonderful experience, unlike I've ever had before.
0: Awesome. Well, we appreciate that, and we appreciate you and Wendy coming. Uh, your wife's an attorney as well, and so getting two busy professionals away for a week is tough. But tell us about some of the epiphanies you've got personally just by being around the group of people here.
6: This is my second time I've had a chance to meet and re- get reacquainted with many of the people I met last year and some of whom have shared with me you know, the advice I gave them last year. They've gone back to their advisors, they've taken that advice, they've set up the structures. Uh, others are still you know, curious about what they should be doing and just the ability to sit down and communicate with these folks, having these great groups during the dinner and inter- interchanging personal stories, professional stories. It's just a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, time. There are long days. I mean, it's early in the morning until very late at night. But uh, it's it's uh, the the memories I take off uh, off the boat will will be lifelong.
0: Awesome. Well, now this year we had you do a few things. So obviously you uh, shared about asset protection and some things folks need to be aware of. Then, and also some in terms of estate planning. In fact, the the session we did this morning was about generational wealth talk about what you see when it comes to your clients in that business and what are some of the things that people listening can can take away from that
6: well i've been practicing law now over 30 years and as as a tax lawyer i've always focused my attention on trying to reduce the amount of taxes people have to pay and transferring as much wealth to the next generation as we possibly can the fallacy in that thinking though and i didn't realize it at the time until just a few years ago is that studies that have been done, and this is universal, this is all developed countries, about 70% of the wealth above a million dollars does not make it from generation one to generation two. In other words, mom and dad die, leave generation, uh, leave their their kids uh, wealth. By the time they die, uh, in 70% of the cases, the wealth is gone, so it doesn't really it's not serving a great purpose if I reduce their taxes, only to have it all you know messed up and, and consumed and wasted uh, before it gets to the grandkids. So we started focusing on preparing our clients' heirs for the responsibilities of uh, of wealth. You know, it's not enough just to plan for your kids to receive. Uh, your assets the assets have to be the, your kids have to be ready to receive those assets and your grandkids and so the process of doing that is something that's relatively new in our, in our office but we're doing a lot of it now and we we hope to do a lot more of it so just educating the folks and telling them about some of the programs uh, that we're that we're doing handing out some collateral material I think it will go a long way to getting the audience more um, get their mindset in the right frame of mind
0: you know, it's such a good point. It's like you are only been working on one, most most estate planning attorneys are only working on one part of the equation, right? Is what do I do with my wealth when I'm gone? But the maybe more important part is how do I prepare my heirs to handle that? And I, I don't even recall an attorney even speaking that way before. Well,
6: it's it's not something that we're uh, we're educated about in, in our professional schools, and it's not something we typically think about. But uh, as you, if you're in this business long enough, you see all the train wrecks. And uh, and I l- practice law in Newport Beach, where there's a lot of affluence. And unfortunately, uh, when when people create wealth for the first time, it actually becomes a burden. And what we try to do as a law firm is try to lighten that load, take some of those responsibilities off their shoulders, and and, and let people have the opportunity to enjoy. Uh, the wealth that they've created. But then when they pass it on to their kids, if if their kids aren't ready to receive that responsibility and most people haven't prepared their children that way, it could be devastating to the next generation. And that's why we feel it's so important to do this.
0: Now, you know we've been around to a lot of conferences where you're presenting, and uh, you probably remember a couple years ago when you were doing one of those 7 a.m. conferences, and there were six of us in the room, but I was one of those guys taking notes, because (laughs) you don't get around a lot of great legal minds too often, and yet this week, it's not just been about the presentation. Now folks have been able to ask individual questions, and that's the thing about law. You can learn about it, but then it has to get personal. They have to do something. How many of you have gotten a great conversation or benefited from Jeffrey's information by a show of applause? Yeah. <laughs> so we thank you for that and thanks for being here. Big hand for Jeffrey Verdon. How many attorneys does it take to get through a summit at sea? Well, I think this might have been a record this year, but let's meet uh, the gentleman who's been with us the longest from the legal side, his ninth returning appearance at investment summit at sea. It is Mauricio Raul. <laughs> Welcome back, man.
7: Thanks, Rob. It's always great to be back. Um, you know, it's the first summit that I came to was January of 2006. Wow. So it's just been great to come back year after year and I just learned so much from this uh, event and I just can't wait to come back next year.
0: So this year you talked about a couple of different things, uh, but one of the things we do during the summit is the introductory courses. You know, no investor left behind is part of our mantra and yet at the summit we get a lot of kind of higher, sophisticated, seasoned investors but talk about the mindset of the person who's new to, to real estate and new to investing and, and what you shared there.
7: Yeah, so my topic this year was on on raising capital, helping people who are interested in continuing to acquire more and more real estate even once they've run out of their own money. And uh, everyone tends to think about you know the particular deal and getting investors, and, and of course, there's the legal part to it, and that's kind of what I talked about, but I, as, as Robert Kiyosaki likes to talk a lot about is context and so I just really wanted to get where the legal part of this whole equation fits into the overall plan uh, and do it at you know, kind of a, a high, high level so we didn't get too much into the weeds.
0: Well, and I know that you've got a lot of conversations around uh, the board as well, but you've got clients here that are doing that very thing, raising capital, and new folks are being exposed to that. Not everyone's interested in raising other people's money, but for the folks who can, it's kind of a, a whole new way to do real estate deals even though you've run out of your own personal save finances and ability to qualify.
7: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool that we have and the exciting thing about it is that there, we continue to get more and more tools that um, expand our ability to do that so we've had a couple of new laws that have passed in the last couple of years, one that just literally passed in October which is gonna come into effect here in May and uh, that just really is opening up the whole world and the amount of capital that's available for investors to go get to uh, increase their real estate empire is just getting larger and larger and it's a very
0: exciting time. Let's start with the other side. This is uh, for you, almost an annual event. You've been almost every year. A few years, you've had things to do, but uh, this year here with your family, what's happened like?
7: It's amazing. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. One of the one of the conversations, and I remember having conversations with with last time Ed and Patty were here. You know, everybody wants to talk to Ed about the Federal Reserve and and nutrition. I just I wanted to know how Patty and Ed have been together for sixty years and what was the key to life to that because when I started coming and until very recently, I was single. Uh, and uh, recently I've had the, the privilege of, of meeting my wife and marrying and, and now we have a, a baby girl and we brought both of them this year well we brought them last year too but this year we even bought a babysitter so it's been a, a great uh, time to have Heidi participate in this as well so it's just been a joy and just uh, really really fortunate.
0: All right, How about hand for Michelle All right, such good stuff. Now it's time to meet two brand new faculty members, both here for the first time. first gentleman's actually been at several of our events because he's been speaking at the Secrets of Successful Syndication. Please welcome commercial lender and syndicator, Michael Becker. Hey, Robert. So uh, Becker, you've been around. You've been around these folks for a while. I've been teaching at syndication and sharing your uh, your ideas. But tell us about this week for you, just in terms of coming into an event that is really different than everything else we do.
8: Sure, it's very uh, it's very much different than all the other events I've been to. This is a lot more intense. Um, the, the quality of people that are here have been a little bit uh, have exceeded my expectations. I, I, I've always been pretty impressed with the people I met through uh, through our relationship, but. It's really taken to another level this week and getting to spend a lot of time and late nights with people, uh, it's, been, it's been really rewarding and exciting for me.
0: Well, you're always a guy that wants to hang around and continue the conversations and that's really uh, easy to do at, at this event, uh, but you shared with us some things this time about kind of what's happening in the commercial lending world. So it was a great talk and a lot of information, but if you can distill down some of the high points. What does people need to know about financing today?
8: Sure, we we had a, an hour long talk about it on on this on the cruise, and it's really just that the uh, the world is uh, pretty abundant with money right now, both on the equity side and the debt side, and it's uh, pretty uh, it's relatively easy uh, compared to a few years ago to get get financing. And we kind of went through the the main highlights and things you need to keep into uh, to into mind when you're out there structuring your both your equity and your debt.
0: And so when you talk to investors that are th- thinking, wow, there still is financing available. That's great. What are some of the keys that people need to know so that they can find deals that work and structure the deals correctly so they have the highest possibility of being financed?
8: Right. It, it's about a story. Everyone buys a story. And that's one of the big takeaways from uh, from the talk and is talking with other people. It's about a story. So it's about putting it together, structuring it right, and making sure that it makes sense not only for you as, a, as a, a, a lead of people you're raising money for, but also the lender and making sure that you're, you're thinking through that and it's structured in a prudent, uh, prudent way that, that makes sense for everybody.
0: All right, good stuff. Hey, who had a great conversation, a great dinner with Michael Becker? <laughs> What we appreciate about you, Michael, is in addition to your obvious knowledge of the commercial markets, you're actually syndicating deals yourself, putting together partnerships. And uh, in case folks haven't heard your story, uh, you started investing in real estate and apartments how long ago? Uh,
8: about three years ago.
0: About three years ago. Now, you did have the background of being in commercial finance, so that certainly helps. Today, with partners, how many units do you guys have? Uh, about
8: 2,500 units. In
0: three years, let's get a man for that. And that is why you wanna come out to the Secrets of Successful Syndication, which is coming up in June, to be able to pick Michael's brain in more detail. All right, good stuff. Also joining us for the first time, David Smith is with us. Now, David has a background in precious metals. And the first day, we did a metals panel, and what did you guys think of the precious metals panel? Wow. Now this is crazy because these are real estate investors, right? And they're not gold and silver investors. But as investors, we got to think big picture. And uh, we pulled out all the stops on the panel. We had uh, Peter Schiff with us. So Peter Schiff was not able to make the summit this year because his beautiful wife, Lauren, is eight months pregnant. And the cruise line said no. But. He was gracious enough to fly in and spend some time on land. Same story for Anthem Blanchard. Anthem Blanchard, whose background is in gold and silver since he was little. I mean, his dad, Jim Blanchard, is really the reason why we as Americans, anyway, can own gold today. Uh, He came in for that, uh, which was awesome. We had Brian London from uh, the Gold Newsletter come in. And also, he's the promoter of the New Orleans Investment Conference. So all those guys were on the panel. And then Robert Kiyosaki was on that panel as well. Now, Robert Kiyosaki doesn't teach silver and gold. He just has a lot of it, and that was great perspective. Uh, But we also were able to uh, Skype in electronically, a big surprise, which was Jim Rickers. How was that for a surprise? And rounding out that amazing panel, a gentleman relatively unknown, uh, but what did you guys think about David Smith? So, David, you're probably the newest faculty member in terms of we hadn't spent time together, we didn't know each other. You got a, kind of got the call at the last minute. Tell us about your week aboard, and then we'll talk about what uh, what you covered.
9: Well, you know, I was just from from the moment we got started in Miami that evening. I just uh, was amazed by the quality of the people, the quality of the people uh, that were presenting, and the interaction that everybody had going on. And that has just gone nonstop. I mean, I'm just my mind has expanded so much, I don't know, it's, it's almost, I don't know if I can fit anything more in, but I always find a few more spaces. But you know, the, the word that I think characterizes everybody I've talked to here is curiosity. No matter what your particular specialty is, it's like you're always interested in learning more. And I learn more, not only about hearing about the things that you do and maybe how I could do some of these things, but also when you talk to me and ask me questions about the precious metals of the mining stocks or how they might fit into your circumstance uh, as, uh, somebody that I wanna be not leading your thinking but inform it, um, I have to articulate clearly to you so that I can explain it to you in a way that you find uh, appropriate. And so it helps me to grow as well too, not only in uh, my own work, but also learning about yours as well too.
0: Now, David, you uh, do a lot of work for the Morgan Report. You have your head around this space, and uh, out of the gate, first part of the year, best performing asset class, if you want to look at it that way, are the metals. Um, Talk about where we are today and and really the role that metals can play in a portfolio.
9: We always uh, counsel at uh, David Morgan's and Morgan Report, think about the precious metals as insurance first and profit later, and we believe that there's a compelling case right now for both of those things. Gold has been very strong the last couple of months. It's been in a, a cyclical bear market for the last 400 a half years or so, and a lot of people have kind of given up. But the thing is, for 12 years before that, it was a 12-year run. Every year it was higher than the year before, which is pretty amazing. And we believe that all major bull markets see three huge legs. And we've seen two so far, and our belief is that the One that we're starting to see now is the formation of the the third and largest leg. And as David Morgan has always counseled, anywhere from 80 to 90% of the tire profit potential in the mining stocks and the metals actually comes during the last 10% of the time that that the market is running. So the potential is just enormous. But basically speaking, if you think of it as insurance, uh, how can this help uh, sort things out if we have an inflationary situation or a big problem with a deep recession in our economy or a sector goes down? that helps you to uh, protect some of your assets in uh, an investment that really is non-correlated with almost everything else. And so, if everything is going uh, south, so to speak, uh, gold's probably going north, and that's kind of what's been happening so far this year.
0: Well, and there's also this distinction, and and you guys draw this out, actually, is that uh, there's a lot of different precious metals, but gold and silver aren't exactly the same, even though they can track, if you look at the charts, you see the similarities, but um, just quickly, What's like pros and cons gold versus silver and where's your mind about that?
9: Well, gold and silver have been and remain money for thousands of years and this is something that I uh, find that most people, when they if they're going to purchase gold or silver, they think about buying it like, oh, I'm, I'm going to spend a certain amount of money to buy gold or to buy silver. But you're really not spending anything. You're exchanging a form of money, which really, if you look back over the last several uh, generations even, paper money has been pretty unreliable. And indeed, uh, throughout history, every form of paper money that's ever been created has gone to what they say is its intrinsic value, which is the value of the paper and the ink on it. And so you're exchanging that for a uh, type of money, of real money, hard money, uh, that maintains its value over time, over thousands of years, and has uh, instant liquidity, and is able to be utilized when you need it. And th- there are pros and cons uh, for both gold and silver. Of course, uh, silver, let's say it's $15 an ounce now, and gold is about uh, maybe twelve seventy-five. Uh, you can buy a lot of gold uh, in a small space versus silver. If you buy a 500 ounce monster box of American Silver Eagles, that weighs 42 pounds. But you could take that same amount of money and buy a tube or two of gold coins and it would fit in your hand. So uh, there's advantages in both but silver tends to move a little a bit faster on a percentage wise but gold and silver both over time tend to move in the same direction they have about a ninety percent correlation so based upon your goals and needs and storage space uh, either one of those or both of them really can can offer some real nice potential for insurance and and probably profit as well too.
0: Hey, by show of applause who enjoyed having our precious metal guys are with us all week long. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. We're in the middle of the ocean for the 14th Annual Investors Summit. And see, when we come back, we're going to play Real Estate Trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helm. Uh,
3: <laughs> need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
10: If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team raise capital find deals and make full-time money in six months or less go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events all the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk optimize profits and earn big money you can too go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events
2: Hey, it's Phil Cullen from Def Leppard
11: and Delta Deep. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys.
0: Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. We're somewhere in the middle of the ocean with a live studio audience. It's the 2016 Investor Summit at Sea. A whole bunch of great investors from around the world have come together. We are having a good time. Hey, before we're done, we're gonna tell you about next year's summit so you can be part of this amazing group. Right now, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a prize. By knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, in just a minute, we're gonna give it a question. That has something to do with real estate, kind of, a particular kind of real estate that one of our guests is gonna talk about pretty soon. As soon as you hear the question and think you know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and your mailing address because if you're the winner, We're going to give you an autographed copy of Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. Is that a good prize? Robert spent almost the whole week with us. and, And by the way, who had a chance to have a conversation, get their picture taken, get a book signed by Robert Kiyosaki this week? Pretty much everybody, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, he was in every single class session. Every single session, taking notes, just a a student, as much as a a teacher, maybe more so. So, appreciative of that. We asked him to sign one extra book so we could give it away this week. So, here's our real estate trivia question. Which country produces the most coconuts? Which country produces the most coconuts? A lot of places, coconuts are grown. We've been visiting some of those places, but which country produces the most coconuts? Now, in advance of the taping, I told these folks that unfortunately, They're not eligible, but you are. So if you're listening to this, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. You need to include your name and your mailing address, your physical mailing address, because we're going to send you this book. We can't send you an e-copy of the book and have it autographed. So an autograph, a copy of Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. That's today's real estate trivia question. Speaking of agriculture, we had a chance for another first-time Summit faculty member to join us uh, from the beautiful country of Uruguay. Please welcome attorney Juan Fisher. So, Juan, actually, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. We've had you on the show uh, a few months back when we first saw you and got this idea of, wow, farmland. Uh, Agriculture is is definitely one of the big categories when it comes to real estate investing. But um, why agriculture, first of all, and then we'll talk about why Uruguay?
11: Yeah, so uh, the the main driver for agriculture is the growth of of global population. And not only that, but the access of tens of millions every year in emerging markets to a higher standard of living, needing more protein, needing more food. So uh, the growth in agriculture correlates with that increase in demand for food global population growth and the decrease of arable land per capita because not only does population growth but land's getting degraded, cities are taking over land. So uh, over time, over the last decades, agriculture has been probably one of the best asset classes uh, that you can find and as population growth Continues, and as commodity prices reach a threshold where they're not only, they're not cheap anymore, you know. Ten years ago, there was a, a a very famous cover of the Economist said it's the end of cheap food. So going forward, it's probably even better than, than how it's performed in the past.
0: You know, speaking of food, how many of you had uh, some uh, good culinary experiences this week? <laughs> you know, you all got on the ship a week ago as passengers, and most of us are leaving as freight. It's uh, food's been amazing, <laughs> but but calories are important and. We got more people coming and they're going to need more food. So that's kind of the the short answer. Everywhere through the world, as we just learned in real estate trivia, different places grow different stuff. Why Uruguay?
11: Well, uh, first of all, we're talking about uh, a place diversified out of the US for people looking to diversify geographically, looking at other markets. And when you look at the world, there aren't that many places where there's good land, a stable, Uh, system of government and and rule of law, and ease of investing, and Uruguay basically meets all those, uh, and it's not a surprise that a third of the land in Uruguay is owned by foreign investors. That's how investor friendly it is and how stable and predictable, so uh, it's a favorite for foreign investors.
0: Now you would expect that a guy was going to come and talk about Uruguay was going to be like a farmer or a broker, but instead you're an attorney, so tell us about that angle of the business and why you got attracted to this.
11: Being an attorney alone was so boring that I I had to find
9: something (laughs) new. (laughs)
11: No, but basically um, I'm a partner at a firm that has been dealing with foreign investors on a big scale for many, for two decades now. And basically Uruguay has this very good arable land and these uh, perfect conditions for investing in this specific category. So at our firm eight years ago, we opened a unit devoted to being a one-stop shop for investors in farmland. And especially helping individual investors, you know, we have institutional clients who already have you know, their teams, and they know what they're getting into. But for the individual who probably says, I'd like to invest in farmland, this sounds interesting, but I wouldn't know where to start. Well, we make it a one-stop shop where we help the we, we, we help buyers find the property, structure the purchase, put the management in place to, to make it a very easy turnkey investment.
0: All right, good stuff. How about a hand for Juan Fisher? Returning back with us always good when the faculty member says that was so much fun. uh, Let's do it again Let's meet our good friend. Mr. Glenn Mather. How are you Glenn?
12: Doing great, Rob
0: Glenn of course from New View IRA if you've been to syndication you may have heard Glenn speak there But this is a chance to not just speak but to meet the folks. Tell us about your week at sea.
12: Oh my goodness It's been tremendous. I think um, coming back for the third time. uh, It just gets better. So I think the first the first year you're just so overwhelmed with not just the talent of the speakers, but certainly the uh, fellow summiteers, as you like to call them. It's been amazing. My biggest takeaway, I think, from here is about my son. And, and uh, he's 23 years old. And I start to see the group here get younger and younger. And it, that's really inspiring. It's not just our older people here, like myself. But the fact that the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds are really, really getting in, catching this fire, and I think they're going to move it far beyond what us older people have done in the past.
0: Well, that's such a good point, especially because what you talked about is retirement funds, and people think, well, I'm not retiring till some old age, but that's not how you have to think about retirement. It's a much different vehicle than, than just someday I'll have some money to do something with.
12: Oh, yeah. I mean, the opportunity of starting when you're 20 and 30, and I have parents that are setting up IRAs for their children at age two and three and four. You can do that if you have, if they have earned income and there's ways that you can have, uh, your children can have earned income. But I love that because the idea of this compounding for 20, 30, 40 years, we can do a lot for clients that are starting in their 50s but uh, quite frankly having those funds in there and building. And so what you're doing is you're building your funds along with building your mind in the investment space. That's wonderful. And the second thing that people really get excited about from this cruise is the fact that not just they can put their own IRA to work, but they can put other people's IRA to work. And that's the real power. It's unlocking the power of $7 trillion of IRA money, most of which is just pushed out to advisors. They're putting the funds into the market, and it's just not performing the same way that these alternative investments are that we learn about in the summit.
0: Well, and when you say alternative, there's so many different things. People tend to think that I can only do so much with my retirement account, And that's true at a traditional custodian. As soon as somebody is exposed to the self-direction part of it, now it opens up. So there's an immense category of things that you can invest in with your retirement account.
12: Well, Robert, we don't really have time in this segment to go over all the opportunities, but uh, just to touch on a few, Any type of rental real estate, any type of investment real estate can be raw land that you can go in. And and a lot of the summiteers here are are in properties, they're flipping, they're holding long term, they're actually syndicating opportunities where people can come in with their IRAs and just own a one or two or three percent piece of an investment property, a resort property, um, apartment complexes. You can do that, you can set up notes, you can issue notes, actually issued loans, even unsecured loans, which I don't highly advocate, but you can, a lot of our owners don't want to be landlords, but they want to be investors, they can do it through syndications or through lending as well.
0: Glenn will also be uh, with us at the Secrets of Successful Syndication. So if you're interested in how you can invest using your IRA, that's awesome. If you're interested in how you can help other people to invest, come on out to that event. How about a hand for Glenn Mayther? (laughs) For to the Real Estate Guys radio program, I'm your host, Robert Hell
3: live nationwide you're listening to the real estate guys find out more at realestateguysradio.com
0: Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to the 14th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. We're in the middle of the ocean with a live studio audience. It's so awesome. They've been learning together, eating together, sleeping together, partying together. It's been amazing. We've had so much fun. And uh, let's meet a couple of faculty members who have figured this out and been back more than once. Back for his sixth time, is it? Sixth Sixth time. time. Let's welcome Mr. Patrick Donahoe. Patrick, every single time you push yourself to do a different presentation, which I really appreciate. And uh, tell us about your experience on board this uh, this year.
5: Well, you you guys, the the bar always gets raised every every year. I mean, it's it's amazing to come back. feels like a feels like a family. There's people here that we all think very similarly, and you can have conversations you just can't have at home. And I I come back every year because of what I take away. It's the inspiration. It's the ideas. It's the friendships. Uh, and just the motivation to push my bar even higher.
0: Yeah, such a good point. Now, you talked in, in your talk, you did a talk. We didn't have all of the information available to print the uh, schedule, so I made up something about your talk. But what you talked about was so much more interesting, the three critical things. So tell us about those three things quickly.
5: Well, I the, the biggest, I think the best talk I heard here, I, There's a, there's a lot. But the one that G.R. Griffin gave about principles and individualism versus collectivism, that was that was so powerful for me because in the end, I think people often place value on things and things don't really have any value. It's really the people that have value. And so what I tried to do is I looked at, you know, really what would be beneficial for somebody to take away from this, which is huge for me as well, is is principles. And so I talked about. Uh, A principle called money follows value or dollars follow value, where really the dollars aren't the ones that have value. It's the value that's created by the person, right, that brings dollars and wealth. You know, and that's that's a huge, huge principle for me. I've seen that in so many elements. And you guys do it too. I mean, the, the bar is raised because you guys provide a tremendous amount of value. And then, uh, so looking at other principles, pay yourself first is another principle. Most people pay themselves last, and typically don't pay themselves anything because of that. But paying yourself first, which is really, you know, you're the one that created the money that's coming in. So paying yourself first is a profound principle. We can go off on all sorts of all sorts of things there. But you know, these these are just, uh, you know, they're principles that I that I live by, and principles that you know dictate uh, dictate my life. And the last one is measure. Measure is a huge, huge principle because objective measurement will tell you the truth. Oftentimes we tend to fib to ourselves. And so I think looking at you know, really where our, our financial statement is and our financial position, understanding uh, you know, our positive-negative net worth, positive-negative cash flow, really understanding where our finances is are, 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 really gives us an idea of where, what we should do. And then also measuring the deal. I mean, these days we're in a, just an insane economy. And looking at what comes across as investments. I mean, here there have been presented all sorts of incredible, I mean, teak investments. That was just like, mind blowing to me. There's all sorts of new ideas and new investments, but really, when you, when you sit back, the measurement of that deal is really gonna tell you whether it fits into your portfolio, fits into your financial game plan.
0: I'll tell you what i appreciated this year is you were really open and candid about the way that your business was built and talked about some tough times all the way up to today where you guys are just crushing the thing and i think that watching the continued success and really geometric progression you've taken has been because you lead with education. You have so much education on your website, so many materials. Having a chance to sit and talk one-on-one with people. What is it that people are, you know, thinking about all
5: that? Well, I mean, education is, and this is, the, and this is the theme of of your conference is. Education really em- empowers you. It gives you the wherewithal to, to make decisions, and that's and again going to the first principle I talked about that money follows value. That's that's where I when I discovered that I wanted to just provide as much value as possible, and I knew that the the money would come. I knew that the income would come, uh, but as I talk with individuals, I mean I get more from individuals than they get from me. I guarantee it. But but looking at you know just. Where our services come into play as a company as as Paradigm Life, really it's to just to help help align goals with the actions people are taking with their finances. And it's been I've had some incredible conversations here.
0: How about a hammer Beth Dunho? <laughs> now this is our fourteenth year, and this woman has been here every year, but the first year returning her thirteenth time. Let's say hello to Beth Clifford. So Beth, 13 years, you keep coming back. Tell us about your week.
13: Awesome. Just Patrick was just saying, it's number one, the faculty is great. Um, The learning is great. But even more is the people and the relationships you make here. I leave here learning more than I actually give and expanding my mind and opening my mind to study and and being open to how different people are are making money, how they're running their lives, Um, having an opportunity to really speak into the heart. It's not just about money here, it's also about people's character and their struggles, and people really share about a lot of deep things here because um, in order to be a person who's successful and have the character to go do that, um, they've had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of changes personally in their own lives. And I find that part also to be really, really, enriching for myself and uh, really changes how I perceive and how I go forward in my own life.
0: So every year you've come and you've done an amazing talk and some of those talks have actually worked their way into other education. I know the talk that you do at the syndication event originated here on the summit, but I thought this year's was arguably the best talk. What did you guys think of best talk this year? (laughs) Amazing and talking about attracting quality.
13: Every project, everything that you do in your life Almost everything other than maybe your yoga practice, it requires you to have other people and to surround yourself with people in order for you to be successful. And in my life, the strategy that I've taken is to always play as a win-win player, and to first understand what the people around me, what they're looking for in order for them to be successful, and then for me to assist them and for them to be successful, and then to look at what their competency is and then invite them to the strategy or vision that I have and see how they could strategically play within my field of influence. And then it becomes a win-win for everybody and then aligning goals. And so to me, it's, it's all about attracting A players and attracting people to your vision. And it, people will, it's like a magnet. If you have a great vision, a great team, and that you have a great character about how you play with people, then you will, by definition, attract the best.
0: Excellent stuff. How about a hand for Beth We're about to meet two guys with 14 Investor Summits under their belt. First of all, he's been investing in seven different decades. We call him the godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Hey there. What do you think, Papa?
14: My goodness, what a week. Phenomenal. It's great to see so many faces here again and we still had a whole bunch of newbies. My conversations with everybody have been outstanding. A lot of takeaways from this, but I think the biggest part of it is your appreciation of the value that was here and created, and it's up to you to take advantage. I think you did a pretty good job. I had a marvelous time. You always are inclined to say, gee, maybe this is our best one. Well, it's hard not to say that. It was phenomenal. Great having you all here.
0: Now, Bob, today you're on a panel about generational wealth and I know that it's been part of our thinking for a long time about how do we create not just the money side of that but having the young people interested in what the older folks are doing and this week you got a chance to hang around with folks uh, you weren't the oldest summiteer this time so at 81 you weren't the you weren't the old guy which was great, but you also hung around with some millennials and folks all in between. Tell us about that side of it.
14: Well, what I love here is the diversity. We've got people from about every arena of investing. Now, some of you know that I've been writing a book and I've been looking at what are the things you can invest in, well, guess what? It's pretty much limitless. We talk about real estate investing, being able to invest in virtually anything that can produce cash can be a business, and my gosh, the variety of things with some of your specialties, and then there are many of you who are doing multiple kinds of investments. I I was inspired by a lot of folks here. Lots of kinds of talent, but the enthusiasm. Gina declares that this is her tribe, and this is who she wants to hang around with. Well, we kind of all feel that way. This is a place where one of the things I've seen over the years is how quickly most people assimilate into the group, feel comfortable pretty quickly. And of course the summit is so amazing because we have not unlimited time, it's ripped by, but we get so much opportunity to interface with people directly. Now there are some of you I still haven't had the conversations I want to have with yet, but I'm looking forward to squeezing those in before we're done.
0: How about a for The Godfather? Yay. also with 14 Peppers on his badge, the co-host of the Real Estate Guys radio program, Russell Gray. Now, normally on a show, we'd have Russ there from the beginning, but uh, we'd love to have Russ kind of wrap it up. What'd you think, buddy? What'd you think of this year?
15: You know, it's just, uh, to me, I think that the event is so strategic. You know, it's, we live in the information age and people have so much access to the ability to consume content. And we always make a big deal about how important it is to get out in the real world and meet with real people and have real conversations. There's so many things that go on that are not part of the presentations that really aren't part of anything that's scripted. It's that water cooler moment that you have, you know, and as we create more and more of a virtual society, I think it even becomes more important for people to get together, like-minded people to come together. And this event is so strategic in a lot of ways, not just for us, but... Even for the faculty, these people get together and they talk to each other. You know, we had a situation where we had a private lunch and we had a group of people in our syndication mentoring club sitting there and we're watching Robert Kiyosaki and G. Edward Griffin have a conversation. And to be a fly on the wall and listen to those two guys talk was amazing. You know, Being on the medals panel and listening to Robert Kiyosaki asking Jim Rickards a question and Peter Schiff piping in and these guys having these lively conversations. you know You, you, you can't get that anywhere else but the other part of it is the ability to take this hyperstimulation all of this content that you've consumed which is normally a one way delivery of information when you go to a seminar or listen to a podcast or watch a webinar and then go have those long conversations on the beach or over dinner and get different perspectives you know you've got somebody who's from this part of the country somebody who's in that profession somebody who's young somebody who's old somebody who has this type of education uh, somebody you know who has had some life experience maybe a success or a failure and you get all of these different inputs, and it just creates a recipe for learning and wisdom that you just can't get any place else, and I think that's one of the reasons why we get these amazing stellar faculty to come back year in and year out, because they're just as stimulated as all of of us, and I gotta say this, Robert, since uh, we've got the audience here and people on the podcast, you know, all the years that I've worked with you, You know, you learn, you know, everybody has their, in in a relationship, you've kind of got the, uh, you've got the things that you really like and the things that really bug you and all that kind of stuff. You know, people, people are quirky, they're package deals. But you are an amazing host. You have the ability to create an environment where people feel safe, where people can share. Uh, there is a lot of emotional connection, not just intellectual connection. And sometimes that's important because it's not just about the information. There are a lot of transformations that occur at this event because people find out things about themselves they didn't know. And then they're inspired to push through the pain of change to go to the next level. That's why this isn't really a conference. It's a summit. I mean, it's a mountaintop experience. It's and you know, from the minute I get off the ship, I just look forward to coming back the next year. I can't wait to come back and see everybody again and it's always a challenge to take it to the next level and uh, I already feel like we're going to rise to the challenge for 14 years we always have but I know this thing would never be the same without you so I just want to say publicly thank you so much for being a great partner these last 14 years and for the fabulous job you do for all of these people because it does change lives. And especially now that, you know, you see the young people coming on board. My son, Sean, has been leading the cash flow game the last couple of years. He's grown up on this thing. He's 11 years old the first time he came. And now he's standing in front of the room and he's having an impact on people's lives as a father. I can't even tell you what that's like. It's just so exciting. And you've been such a big part of that. So thank you so much. It is
0: my honor and pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you want to come with us next year, all you have to do is go to the Real Estate Guys website at realestateguysband.com. Click on Summit at Sea. You'll find out where we're going and when. Of course, you won't be able to sign up as soon as these folks in the room, but you'll be able to sign up right away. Get your spot. Big thanks to our amazing faculty and all our summiteers for another great investor. Summit at Sea.
3: This episode of the Real Estate Guys radio show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton.